Three, two, one. Hey guys, welcome back to the Swish Podcast. I'm Jake. And I'm also Jake. Jake, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode. Welcome back. How are you? I'm good. And today we have a very special guest. We have current Bulls PA announcer and also the Bears PA announcer. We have Tim Sinclair on the podcast. Tim, how are you doing? And welcome to the podcast. Uh, I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. This is super cool. Congrats on... uh... All you guys have done already. I, I, my, I've got one of my boys is about your age, so it's cool to see you guys uh, killing it like this. Thank you. So our first question for you was, um, were you always a big sports fan? Yeah, I, I grew up um, loving sports. My dad was a big sports fan, still is. Uh, we would, you know, shoot baskets in the driveway or throw the baseball or football and anything we could possibly do to uh, – to get outside and enjoy sports together. And, and I grew up actually in the Detroit area. So I was a big Michigan fan and uh, I loved the, the Pistons and the Tigers and even the Lions were terrible, of course. Um, and so that that's just kind of all I can remember growing up. You answered half of our second question, but who are some players um, you kind of liked watching growing up? Uh, I was, I'm old enough to remember the original Isaiah Thomas when he played for the Pistons. So I was a big fan of his, um, Barry Sanders played for the lions for a bit when I was following them. And so those, those guys were kind of, uh, front and center for me. And then, you know, when, when Michael Jordan was playing for the Bulls, we had just moved from Michigan to Illinois. And so that's when I started following a lot of Chicago teams and it was a really good time to do that because uh, you know, they were winning a whole lot of championships in Chicago. So what got you into PA? You know, I, I would say luck, although I, I don't know that it's completely luck, but uh, I was doing radio for a long time and I loved radio and I love sports, but I was never doing the two of them at the same time. And so uh, a, a friend not too terribly long. I mean, it was to you guys, it was a long time ago. It was probably 10 years ago to me uh, and said, Hey, you should apply to be uh, a new public address voice for the university of Illinois. Uh, They were looking for a person or two to help out. And so I sent my stuff in and didn't hear from them. Actually, they they didn't call back for like a year until they needed me to do something. I think it was a baseball game. And that's really what gave me my first opportunity was, was doing that baseball game. And I don't think I was very good, uh, but I liked it. And they gave me an opportunity to come back in the fall and do, I believe it was like swimming and diving and maybe gymnastics or wrestling or something. And um, over time, I just kept getting more and more opportunities. So you kind of just said it, but what, what did you kind of explain that whole journey of like just starting to get into sports broadcasting and stuff? You know, I, I didn't I didn't really know it was going to be a journey, quite honestly. I thought I was just going to go do something fun at the college that was in my own backyard and make a little extra money and uh, and just have fun. Uh, that, that was really my goal. Um, but in 2011, I believe, so I had just been doing this for a very short time, the Chicago Cubs were looking for a new public address announcer and did a contest on YouTube. And for my radio show, we jokingly submitted uh, my audition for that. And I didn't really think anything of it other than we were just going to have some fun for radio. And as it turns out, 
uh, long story short, out of 3,000 people, I ended up getting second place. And that's kind of what made me think, uh, well, one, I was, I was sad. I, by that point, I really wanted the job, but it made me think that maybe I could do this for a living rather than just, you know, a hobby doing a, a softball game or a gymnastics meet every now and again. And so uh, even though I didn't get that job, it inspired me to believe that maybe I could in the future. Um, and it was just a few years later that the Chicago Fire of Major League Soccer did a very similar contest. And that one, I won. And then a couple of years later, Illinois asked me to start doing men's basketball. And then I got the Pacers job and then, you know, the Bears and Bulls and, you know, things started flowing from there. So uh, that was the journey, but it was a very unexpected one. So what was it like working in the NBA All-Star game? <laughs> that was probably my career highlight so far. Um, there's lots of things I would consider to be highlights, but the All-Star game and that whole weekend was one of them. I got to do the dunk contest, three-point contest and uh, skills competition on Saturday. And then I got to do the All-Star game on Sunday. Uh, and it was special for a lot of reasons. One, it was in Chicago, which uh, little did I know at that point would be the market I'd be going to from uh, Indianapolis uh, in just a few months. And then um, it was, you know, Kobe had passed uh, the year before. And so it was uh, this, or I'm sorry, the month before. And so it was the All-Star game without him. Um, and so that was special for a lot of reasons and the recognitions and things. And they changed the whole, the whole game essentially with the Elam ending and um, everybody wore either number 24 or number eight on their Jersey and having all those players in the same place at the same time and all the celebrities and stuff on the sidelines too. Um, that was one of those moments that I, I didn't even know to dream about, but uh, it was super cool to get to do. So moving a little later into the year, you actually worked in the NBA bubble. So what was that whole bubble atmosphere like? You know, it was very strict with COVID. So like, what was the whole bubble like? Yeah, the, the atmosphere was very quiet uh, in games because there weren't any fans, obviously. So you could just hear the squeaks of the shoes and the players talking and the officials. And, and that was interesting for me because a lot of times it's so loud in the arena that unless they're talking to you or right up next to you, you can't hear a lot of that stuff, but in the, in the bubble, um, you know, we got, we got a chance to hear a lot of that, which was, which was kind of fun. Uh, we had to test every single day uh, for COVID. We had a seven day quarantine period when we first got there. So um, we flew in, got a test, were whisked away to our hotels and we couldn't leave the room for seven days until uh, we tested seven days in a row negative. And then uh, really the work began after that we had, maybe four or five days of some rehearsals and some just sort of practice games to make sure that everybody had everything together they needed to. And then we jumped into the end of the regular season that was supposed to have happened in individual arenas all over the country. And um, man, it was, I call it like NBA summer camp. And so everybody was kind of in one place. You couldn't leave. You could go fishing or bike riding or walking and play in the pool and that kind of stuff. Uh, and then occasionally you'd get on a bus and go on a field trip, which in our case was always to an arena for a game. And we worked a couple games a day, most every day. Uh, we had a day off every so often. Um, and uh, I feel like it's a once in a lifetime experience. There's, there's very few things that I um, will remember forever 
but but that is one of them because obviously it's never happened before. We hope it never happens again. And I, I feel really privileged to have been one of the the few who was inside there. So what are your thoughts on the Chicago Bears this season? Uh, excited about the season. Um, obviously, with you know Justin Fields being drafted, uh, that that gives everybody a whole lot of hope because he was incredible in in college and seems to have all the tools he needs in the pros. So uh, I don't know when we'll get to see him a lot, but um, I- I'm anxious for that. And I feel like um, there are a number of pieces that are really strong. Uh, you know, after one game of, of an NFL season, it's really hard to tell too much of anything. There were a lot of surprises in week one, and I would assume uh, there will be a whole lot more to come. So I'm just excited to get my do- to do my first game. The, the Bears played on the road in L.A. for uh, for game one. So. Um, I'll get my first one against the Bengals here soon. So moving into the Bulls now, they had a big offseason. They brought in DeRozan, Alonzo Ball. So what are your thoughts on them? They could finally maybe be back in the playoffs this year. Yeah, I, I sure hope so. I think that's everybody's expectation and hope, including the front office. I can't speak for them, obviously, but I, I think um, – you know, they've made a lot of really big, splashy moves. And, in, you know, in theory, we've got three, potentially four all-stars on, on the roster um, at one time, which is just incredible. Uh, Zach Levine obviously made the all-star game for the first time last year. Uh, Nikola Vucevic has been an all-star. Uh, so has DeRozan. And I don't think Lonzo Ball is necessarily too far off. So, um, them combined with Patrick Williams, and then you got Caruso and Kobe White coming off the bench. I, I really feel like there's a whole lot to be excited about this year, and um, getting getting to call those games, ideally with fans filling that place for an entire season, will be a lot of fun. Because last year, um, all but four games, it was just like the bubble, you know, no fans whatsoever, just me and the players. So uh, I look forward to having 20,000 screaming fans in that building. And uh, I know they're looking forward to being back. So what are some goals you have for the upcoming NFL and NBA season? You know, um, my goals would be very independent of what the players' goals would be. Obviously, I want our teams to do well. And, uh, you know, that that means I get to do more games if we make playoffs. And it's I, I say, you know, I, I can never complain about my job, but it is always way more fun when you win. Um, so so that's great for me. Um, you know, I, I want to work an all star game again. I want to uh, ultimately do a Super Bowl, though. Alan Roach does that now and uh, don't want to take work away from anybody. But uh, if, if the situation presented itself, I'd definitely uh, be willing to do that. Um I would say a, a World Cup at some point in the Olympics would be some other goals I have for myself. But um, I feel like I'm doing two of the most iconic franchises uh, in the world when it comes to sports. And, um, man, I, I can't can't complain about that at all. And I look forward to going to work every day. That's for sure. So what's it like being in NBA 2K22? Uh, it's fun. Uh, I haven't even begun to explore all of it. My, my boys were playing over the weekend. And so we got to hear some of those things for me, the most fun was actually the process of recording things. Uh, we had to record so many lines, so many different ways, uh, to get everything right. So that no matter who you're playing with in the game and no matter uh, what situation you present the game with, uh, the public address announcers have, 
something that fits that situation. And so that requires a, a whole lot of recording. I was in Los Angeles for almost a week doing, uh, doing all of that. And so that was, that was so much fun for me. I, I really hope we get to do it year after year after year. And I'd, I'd love to be able to do it for, for more than just basketball, but um, it, it's been a whole lot of fun to see how many people that's resonated with and see how many people do play the game and enjoy it and have contacted me on, uh, you know, Twitter and TikTok and all sorts of stuff to um, tell me that they're, they're liking that. So I think it was a great move by 2K and I'm really glad they did it. So we're going to have some more rapid fire questions. And what's the, your favorite stadium that you've announced in? That's hard to choose. Um, I would say Soldier Field is probably the most historic, um, but also State Farm Center or the Assembly Hall where the University of Illinois plays. Uh, that's where I grew up watching college basketball. And so um, for me, getting to work games there where when I was your age and uh, all through junior high, high school, college, I went to games there and never dreamed that I would be the announcer um, to get to work that building while other people now get to come enjoy games is, uh, is pretty special. So what's like your favorite sporting event to watch or to announce? I really enjoy watching college football, probably more than anything. Uh, I tend to like the seasons that are shorter where every game means a lot in terms of as a fan. Um, so that's college football and pro football. They just, every game means so much. And so um, that, you know, when you're watching it means there's something on the line with every single game that's played. Uh, as for working, I really enjoy the NBA uh, because, well, and college basketball, because you're, rather than being in a press box like you are for soccer or football and you're, you're kind of watching everything happen and the crowd's in front of you, in basketball, you're on, you're, I'm on the court, basically. I'm, I'm front row. And so anything the players experience in terms of fan engagement and how loud the building is all that you can feel when you're doing basketball and so uh, those are some of my favorites to work for sure what are your favorite hobbies i enjoy you know work is my primary hobby um in fact public address was just a hobby until all of a sudden it turned into uh my job but uh, in addition to that, I really enjoy uh, photography and travel. I love exploring Chicago and other cities that, uh, that I get to go to. Um, I'll kick back and watch some, some Netflix every once in a while if I've got a, a down evening, um, going for walks and, and, and that kind of thing. Just getting to explore new things has, has always been a lot of fun for me. So what's your favorite food? Pizza has got to be at the top of the list, especially Chicago-style pizza. That that would be um, my number one favorite. And then anything grilled would also be on the list. So steak, burgers, brats, hot dogs, chicken, whatever. Uh, put it on a grill. It tastes uh, infinitely better, I think. Um, and our last question for you, Tim, is what's the first thing you want to do after COVID's fully done? No more mask wearing. <laughs> um, that's a great question. We've had little bursts of that. I, you know, quite honestly, I want to work an NBA game with a full NBA arena, 20 or 21,000 people. I don't want to have to wear a mask. I had to wear a mask when I, when I worked all last year for the Bulls, which is, it's really hard to do. Um, and so I want to work a game with no masks in the crowd. I'm not wearing a mask. And then after a big Bulls win, go out to a, a restaurant or bar somewhere nearby 
get some food and uh, just celebrate a win with, uh, you know, a couple hundred other fans who might have made their way there as well. I just there's some you, we took that for granted for a long, long time. Uh, and I hope we, we never have to uh, take that for granted again. Um, thank you so much, Tim, for this amazing interview. And we hope you have a great rest of your day. Peace. Thank you. Tim. You got it, guys. Thank you.